0: Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed out? Do you feel like you can't keep up with the demands of life? You're not alone. In this episode, we're going to be learning about some tools to help cope with stress. Today's guest is Dr. Tamara Beckford, a board-certified emergency physician, wife, and mom. She is the CEO of You Are Caring Docs, where she helps companies create amazing cultures and reduce employee burnout through curated self-care workshops. She is also the host of Dr. Tamara Beckford Show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I had the pleasure of hearing a little bit about your background, but please share with our listeners your career journey and how you became an expert on burnout. Absolutely. As you mentioned, I am an ER doctor and a lot of people, when they
1: see what I do, they sit and wonder, do you still practice emergency medicine? And the answer is yes. Yes, I am an ER doctor. I still work full time. And I've been doing so for approximately almost 15 years now. There's this little thing that happened in 2020 that really accelerated things and the stress and burnout. Just, a little in, thing. Oh, just this little item, which was called the pandemic. We're still going through it, but not at the same level as we did back in 2020. Now, during that time, I had experienced the burnout before. Usually when you are in a career that's very high demanding, by year five, six, you're kind of like, whoa, what has happened to me? I did experience burnout during that time. The second time around during this pandemic, there are things that I noticed that I was doing that unbeknownst to me, that some of my colleagues weren't doing. And they were faring out far worse than I was during this pandemic. And I looked around. And it obviously was noticeable because my medical director at the time said, "Hmm, I'm noticing that you're dealing with this whole process so much better than your colleagues. And that made me sit and wonder, well, what is it that I'm doing? And once I recognized those, that's when I said, oh, wow, these are things that we can teach everyone. And they're just very small but powerful tools that we can share, and it will help others who are going through burnout. Your Caring Docs was born. Your Caring Docs did not start out as doing this. It did start out in telemedicine, but I realized the impact as to why I wanted to build a company was to help people to prevent them from having the worst case scenario, which is having to go to the emergency room for these end results, At the time, I thought, okay, I'll prevent people from going in for urgent care issues. But then when we really looked at these larger issues that's going on, such as burnout, I said, I can help with these tools to prevent people coming in and seeing them in the ER for the worst of the worst, which is what we'll talk about today, which is not only just burnout, but just straight depression and the end results of that, which is attempting suicide or even other negative things that can impact their
0: lives. You're definitely on a mission to help others. Tell me a little bit. And Now in episode 90, in one of the previous episodes I recorded, I talked about the seven signs of emotional burnout. Mm -hmm. How does burnout differ from depression? Oh, that's a great question. We have even a
1: definition of really what burnout is. I'll give you a quick definition that was there. It said burnout is a psychological response to chronic work stress and is characterized by feelings of exhaustion. That's one of the huge difference between burnout. We use the word all the time. Like, oh gosh, just burnt out. But the true definition of burnout is that it's related to work situations. You start having feelings of I'm sitting in front of that building in my car, holding onto the steering wheel. I have my head down and I'm like, I cannot go in there anymore. That's part of the burnout, the feeling that whatever I'm producing. It's starting to be less, the quality of my work is starting to become impaired. I'm feeling exhausted all the time whenever I think about going to that place. Now you start to pull away emotionally. You're not interacting with your colleagues. Very, very small incidents gets really exploded in your mind at work. And when you really think about it, your emotion towards work is just very negative. And it can now bring you to a state where it can move over from just your work life and will transition now to depression, which is your life overall. We've talked about burnout. Burnout is related to work. Now bringing over to, can burnout lead to depression? And the answer is absolutely. We have separated. You can have someone who's burned out, but then at home, they're just like, oh, from, say, a traditional Monday through Friday job. Ah, can't stand Monday through Friday. But Friday evening, let's say 5 p.m., you can clock out and like, woo, thank you, Jesus. I feel so much better. The weekend, you're having a great time. Your mind is at ease. But then now it's time to think about Sunday night and Monday morning. That's burnout. Because you at least have that time of reprieve in between. Have with depression, it doesn't matter if it's Saturday night, if it's Wednesday hump day, you're still feeling the same way. Depression takes over your life and it can lead to the extremity, which is feeling in thoughts of suicide. With burnout, you're not having thoughts of suicide, you're just feeling very sad, demotivated to do things at work. With depression, you're demotivated with life overall. We have this medical term that's called anhedonia, which means that you are not having any pleasure with nothing in life. With burnout, you're upset and you're annoyed at work, but you love Saturday night when you get to play with that rock band that you have, that's your hobby and things that you do. With depression, you don't even want to get out of bed. And even the thoughts of playing with the rock band that normally gives you pleasure and joy. It doesn't do that for you anymore. Those are the difference between burnout and depression.
0: What I'm hearing is really a very distinct difference on how we feel at work. Mm -hmm. And when we are feeling lacking productivity, we don't have the same enjoyments that we do, that angst feeling when it comes to walking into the door of our building that's related to work, that is burnout. Mm-hmm. But when we start to have the emotions about all areas of our life, that's when it starts to get into that category of depression. Depression. Absolutely. And either way, burnout or depression can have a negative effect on our emotional and physical well-being, which oh, yeah. as you know from experience of being an ER doctor, that I could then go into areas where it affects our physical health. And that's when we end up going to the ER. Absolutely. What are three strategies leaders and employees can take to prevent burnout?
1: I love this question. The first thing is being aware. When we start to notice things that have changed in our personality, look and see how are you interacting? Because the thing about burnout, it's not a night and day effect. It's a slow seeping effect effect that starts to enter into your system, it's kind of like water soaking into a cloth. By the time you look, the cloth is heavy and it's filled. But when you start to notice that the cloth is getting moist, that's when you start to say, okay, I need to do something about it. And that's the same with burnout. When you start to notice that there's a change in your attitude consistently, we all have bad days. But if you're consistently feeling the same way, then you need to say and stop and think. When you are noticing that your attitude towards your colleagues are consistently negative, then we need to stop and think. I know that you've done some wonderful episodes about like morning routines, which are all powerful ways to really help to prevent burnout. Because one of the powerful things about doing like a morning routine is that you are controlling your day, as opposed to I consider that you were entering into your day, as opposed to having your day enter into you. Why is that good? You respond to your daily stressors versus react to it. And that's so important. Overall, emotionally, Additional things that are important to help with reducing burnout that are even great parts of self-care is one, having a group of like-minded people who are doing things that are goal-setting that you also want to achieve. Being around people, because your work is just one part of your life, it's not your entire life. Do you have personal development goals that you would like to achieve? When you're around others who are doing something similar or have achieved those goals and can help you, suddenly your outlook looks different. Suddenly that email that would have annoyed you is just an email. Wow, (laughs) what a difference in your thought process. What a difference in the way that you handle. What is considered conflict, or it would have been conflict before, but your mindset is now expanded because you're around people who are thinking on personal development areas, just like you are. So you learn how to handle these stressors in a different way. I would be remiss as the ER doctor to not talk about nutrition, and I do not use the word exercise, and I do not use that intentionally. Because movement is what I like to talk about, because there are so many ways to incorporate movement in our lives that we can get the same benefit as the traditional exercise. And why is that important? The hormones that it releases are just exponentially important, right? We talked about the being around people who are like-minded, who are doing things, even if it's in personal development, or even if it's something that like you're a rock band, if you're a part of a band, you're a part of a knitting club, being around those people helps to reduce your stress and the anticipation of being around them, it releases this nice hormone and the bonding hormone oxytocin is the same hormone that's released when people can't wait to be around their kids and you hug a baby and then you just feel relaxed or even a pet. Pets do that to you too. Releases that bonding hormone. Think about how different life is when you come and you're hugging your pets than the stressors in home. So those are ways to reduce it. When you are also doing your movements, of course, we talk about that endorphin, that runner's high. You can get that same high from dancing, playing that music really loud, singing, singing, jumping around your apartment or your home, having a dance party with your kids that they're just like, oh, wow, I'm just so excited about Friday night dance party with mom and dad. These are ways that you release those beautiful hormones. You're releasing your endorphins, your dopamine, your serotonin. And ironically, these are the same hormones that the medications that are used to help with depression are trying to release. These are some natural ways of doing that. Another thing that I mean, this will be a bonus. Okay, we talked about three. Okay, bonus number four (laughs) is time bending. And I love time bending. You might be wondering, oh my gosh, this is not a supernatural sci-fi podcast. But time bending really is when you sit and incorporate mindfulness. Now you might have a busy schedule, but you have 20 minutes that you can sit and give undivided attention to a loved one. Turn the phone off. No instant messaging, no alerts, no notification, and you give that undivided attention to that person. Those 20 minutes can feel like 40 minutes, 60 minutes. And that's how you bend time. And those are some great ways to avoid burnout and also depression.
0: I hear connecting from what I'm hearing is connecting with people on a deeper level with that one on one time with them, the dancing. You had also said the hugging. In 2019, my husband served a year deployment, our Mm. twins boys at the time were two, and I was leading a team for a fortune 500 company, and I was traveling 60% of the year. So I was doing overnights and talk about a time Mm -hmm. where I was juggling a lot, but a lot of the principles of what you're talking about, of preventing burnout helped me thrive during that time as well. What I had shared with my boys, and I continue to say this is there's research around a 20 second hug. Mm. And that 20 second hug helps release that hormone of the bonding hormone, which also yes. improves our mood. Yes. So always giving a 20 second hug. I would come home for work. I would go outside. I would go for a walk with them. It was a way mm-hmm. of getting fresh air. It was a way of, as you say, moving the body. Yes. Also, it was a way of breaking up the stresses at work Yes. before going into the stress of the nighttime routine of absolutely absolute dinner and bedtime routine. And then the other one is you said dancing. I remember before they would go to bed each night, I would pick them each up at different times. I would ask Alexa, please play relaxing, modern country, mm-hmm. slow dance in the living room. And it was that connectivity and it was a way of connecting and dancing and it helped reduce some of the stressors from the day. A lot of the techniques and the principles that you talk about, as you said, sometimes we don't know that we're even doing them in our day to day, but it truly does help with preventing burnout. Mm -hmm. The other one you said was not having distractions. And when you're with your family, intentionally putting your phone in the other room, Mm-hmm. because we're very tempted to touch our phone when oh, it's stress. Putting it in a whole other room minimizes that temptation to check our phone and to really be intentional about connecting with the people that are in our lives.
1: Oh, absolutely. All those are such wonderful things. And even like you're saying, the dancing and the hugging, the releasing of the oxytocin, that bonding hormone, it's just very powerful. We look and we think think that we are really in control or hormones are in control. If you're able to release them naturally to help us to get through the daily stressors of life, very small intentional times that you set apart to do these, it will have a large
0: effect in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you feeling burnt out and overwhelmed? Want to advance your career or find a new job? Maybe you want to build an impactful and profitable business. I left a highly successful Fortune 500 sales career to help people develop the grit, resilience, and courage necessary to thrive in a complex and changing market. In the show notes, you will find free workbooks with tips and strategies for attracting your dream job, advancing your career, preventing burnout, and building a business. Take advantage of your free workbook by downloading it now let's kind of shift into what are some ways that a leader can tell if their team is starting to burn out? Because that is... Mm -hmm. Right now, there's this phenomenon going on right now of quiet quitting, which is people are so burnt out that there's been research to show that only 22% of employees are actually engaged at work. That is a very low number. And as a result, people are becoming less effective at work, less productive, It's affecting retention and turnover when it comes to an organization. What can a leader do to specifically spot the signs of burnout and ensure that they are taking the steps to re-engage their employees and support their employees?
1: This is a really, really great question. It really starts before the signs of burnout. And it's one of the ways to really start is by engaging directly with the employees and recognizing or making those touch points. Because human beings are goal-oriented people. We all have a goal in life. Now, our goals, you might listen to this and say, well, I don't have a goal. Well, if you think about it, you got up and your goal was to get from point A to point B and you did it. Very, very small steps. Overall, when you're a leader, being able to connect with your team to find out what are some of their additional goals. People might have goals. And I know that at times, at work, when someone is getting to the point where they're checking out, they're like, oh no, I'm fine. So the goals might not be related to the job, but people have goals in their lives. When they're a part of a team or a part of an organization, the organization's goal is to help that person reach their additional goal. And then the employee will give to the organization as a result. Why? I feel motivated. My boss recognizes that. Learning this particular skill is so important to me. They found that, hey, there's an organization that's available that's providing this training on this skill. I know this is something that you're interested in. Would you like me to sign you up for it? Okay, wow. Because now you recognize that there's more to me than just producing for the right now. There's a goal that I want to achieve within my life. Finding out how is that loved one doing? We're still in the time of the pandemic. We overall as leaders had sometimes got very, very focused on reaching the goal for the organization that we at times forgot the person's personal lives because there's so much that's going on in that person's life before they even enter the door. I was even told recently about someone who was in the pharmaceutical sales industry. That person was going through a divorce. But because of the pandemic and having to stay in the house, locked up, exactly, they had to stay in the house of the person that they were trying to separate from. Emotionally, how would that person be at work? (laughs) You can understand why that person might be checked out, why their productivity might be low. Now, if their productivity is low and all you're looking at is just like, well, you used to be able to do this amount, but now you're doing that without understanding the reason why, then of course that person will check out, you know? So it's a matter of
0: truly asking the questions And 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 going beyond, not just how are they at work, but truly taking the time to ask the questions on how they're doing in all areas of life. How are your kids? What exciting plans do you have this upcoming weekend? What is going on in your life? And truly asking those questions.
1: How can I help with anything? Is there a fundraiser going on? Hey, this is the time of year. I don't know. I didn't see the popcorn thing this year. And then you can find out things about your employees on a human level. And that's the connection that we talked about. I think this episode might just end up being a connection episode. It really is about that connection with that person on a human level. And once you see that, then when there are stressors in their lives that's affecting them, they're more likely to stop by and say, hey, you might notice that my productivity is a little low. However, I'm having some challenges. And then you can find ways to help them with the challenges. Is it coaching that they need? Is it mentoring? There are ways to just find ways to help them. And then you'll get the stellar employee that you're looking for. And that employee will feel connected to the mission and the vision of the job. And they'll be more likely to want to produce
0: treat your employees as your number one customer and they will treat their customers as their number number one. one. Absolutely. And and about understanding their goals, both professionally and personally, Mm -hmm. it's more than that one time of the year during the annual performance review. It is, yeah, I know. It's surprising because I have this conversation with a lot of executive leaders and they say, oh, well, yeah, we go through their goals during the annual performance review. And I mentioned to them, I said, does anything happen in their life professionally or personally within a 365 day period? Because a lot of changes can happen. It's a matter of connecting with your team every single quarter, checking in, yes, ensuring that they're building an individual development plan, which there's an episode specifically on how to build an individual development plan Mm -hmm. and ensuring that they have the right resources to thrive in all areas, whether it is You want some specific goals on getting promoted within the organization? Then let's talk about training and development, some online courses, getting Mm -hmm. a career consultant or a coach or a mentor. Mm -hmm. Hey, they're going through a divorce at home and they're struggling with some of those. There's the employee assistant program that a lot of organizations that they have where they offer three to six free counseling sessions. Absolutely. Providing those resources to your employees to ensure- And letting them know it's okay. And that's
1: the biggest thing. I think one of the additional challenges is that the mental stress and mental health issues that employees are dealing with, the employee is kind of like that elephant that's in the room. I see it happening, but I don't know how to handle it. I'm going to ignore it and hope that that person can handle it and it goes away. But the statistics shows that employees want to discuss this and they want the training. They want to learn how to handle it because they feel it will make them better employees. They said that if you can provide the skills, the tools to handle the stressors that are going on in the environment, I believe that I'll be able to, one, it'll increase my resilience, it'll increase my productivity, and it'll increase my way to handle high, quick changes that occur, which are stressors that occur in the job. This is a survey from employees, from the HR. They want this. Mm -hmm. They want it. For those employers and leaders out there. Who you're in a situation where you see someone struggling, you're afraid to approach it because you know that it's such a touchy topic and it's so sensitive, but know that that person wants to be approached. At least that according to the statistics, almost 50% of them would like for you to talk to them and provide the resources out there.
0: I always ask the question of what was the most memorable manager that you've had in your life? And a lot of times people will say, oh, it was this individual. And I say, okay, well, why? Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with, oh, well, they were really good at measuring my productivity. (laughs) No, They took the time to get to know me and what was important to me and what my goals were. And when I was going through a challenging time, they were empathetic and they were Mm -hmm. understanding and they supported me through that process. That is a memorable manager. So I look for, when I talk about qualities in a leader, It's empathy, it's vulnerability, it's caring. Mm -hmm. It is much more about connecting, as we've said, connecting Mm -hmm. to the people on your team on a deeper level. Yes, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And overall, I've done some polls (laughs) to my own polls where I'm surveying people. And that's exactly what they said. When they lose trust is when there's a lack of transparency And then they want leaders who are, you said, empathetic and open and someone who can connect with them on a level. Now, it's not to say that we need best friends. No, that's totally different. But just knowing and your team knowing that you care, then, as you said, you treat the employees as the number one customers. They will also treat their customers as the number one. So it's really a ripple effect of care.
0: Makes sense why your organization's called You Care. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining the Dream Job with Danielle Cobo podcast. You shared very valuable advice on how we can cope with stress, the differences between burnout and depression and the steps that leaders can take to support their team to prevent burnout in this quiet quitting. So thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. And for those of you listening right now, if you know somebody who might be going through burnout, might be feeling a bit stressed, or if you're a leader, share this episode. This podcast is to help individuals and leaders accelerate in their career and thrive in all areas of their life. So I encourage you to share this episode and create an intentional day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit DanielleCobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.